You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries. We can continue to pretend like we're having church, but if we're not reaching the lost, then we have failed as a mission for Christ. My message is hot and heavy today, ready or not. It's time to push. Jesus is telling his disciples, uh, you may not be ready, but they've long been ready to hear. It's time to quit making excuses, and it's time to do what it takes to get the gospel to them, ready or not. There's a powerful scene in the movie Facing the Giants where a high school football player goes farther than he ever thought possible. While carrying a teammate on his back, he crawls the entire length of the football field. He had no idea he had made it that far until his coach took off his blindfold. As Pastor Gary shares, you should desire to reach the lost and unchurched with the same desire and determination. You may feel inadequate, but with the faith and reliance on God, you can do the impossible. Now here's Pastor Gary in the book of John chapter four, as he begins his message, ready or not, it's time to push. We are going to be this morning in the book of John chapter 4 and verse number 35. Jesus speaking to his disciples says, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, Lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white, all ready to harvest. Father, for the next few minutes, help me to preach your word with unction from on high. Open our hearts, our understanding, and help us to go on the word you give us today. In Christ's name we pray. God's people say amen. You can be seated in God's presence. With God's help, I want to preach a few minutes on this thought. Ready or not, it's time to push. If you're looking at our text, Jesus is essentially describing two different kinds of crowds, two different kinds of perspectives. First, he's addressing those to whom it has been given the responsibility of going and telling the good news of Jesus Christ. And then he references those who will be the direct recipients and beneficiaries of those efforts. And he clearly describes how that one side uh, looks at things as if they can take their time and be in no rush and they'll eventually get around to it when the season's right, when the moment's right, when this happens, when that happens. And and then he describes the perspective and condition of the recipients who are all ready to receive the word from God. So in other words, Jesus is essentially teaching the disciples that the fields are all ready for us. They're ready for us. The only ones waiting, the only ones that seem to think that they have the luxury of taking their time and dragging their feet are the ones that are already saved by the grace of God and are not facing pending judgment. 
those who are already been rescued, those who are already stand to benefit from a, a life in heaven bought and paid for by Jesus, uh, why it's easy for us to not get in a hurry. After all, we're saved and we're just as good for heaven as if we were already there. And if we're not careful, we'll forget that there are people all around this church uh, within even walking distance uh, that if we don't get the gospel to them, they will eventually spend eternity without Christ in a place called the lake of fire. And one of the uh, great damns, uh, damnable judgments, uh, if you will, one of the great uh, uh, things that rather would rob us of our reward at the judgment seat of Christ, I believe, uh, is the fact that we uh, procrastinate, the fact that we say, well, we've got to do this and we've got to have that and we've got to have so-and-so. And, and we come up with all these reasons why we are not prepared to go, but all the while Jesus is saying they are more than prepared to hear what we've got to say why the lost in their condition are better equipped to receive and hear the word than we are to tell the word and this is an indictment to the house of God. This is an indictment to those who are called and commissioned to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, that we in our luxury, that we in our comforts uh, would choose rather to lollygag around and drag our feet and wait until a more convenient time to get busy serving God while the rest of the world is desperately hoping that somebody will throw them a lifeline of hope. They don't have no hope. They're miserable, blind, wretched, poor. They're on their way way to hell and if somebody don't get to them they're going to bust hell wide open and we can continue to pretend like we're having church but if we're not reaching the lost then we have failed as a mission for Christ my message is hot and heavy today ready or not it's time to push. Jesus is telling his disciples, uh, you may not be ready, but they've long been ready to hear. It's time to quit making excuses, uh, and it's time to do what it takes to get the gospel to them. Ready or not, it's time to push. I've often observed that when a pastor such as myself uh, begins to encourage and push and fan the flame of revival and challenge people to get engaged. I often find uh, that those who are on the fence uh, seek more separation from the church rather than more engagement because uh, the reality of their lack of involvement makes them so uncomfortable that rather than being willing to swallow their pride and repent of their sin and get right with God, they'd rather dodge the issue and tell and go somewhere where they'll just leave them alone. They'll let them come to church when they want to. They won't push them for anything. They won't expect them to do anything. And I didn't, I didn't come to Thompson, Georgia just to go at alone for Jesus. I came to try to rally up some people that'll get on fire for God and do something to make a difference for the cause of Christ. And we need to do this thing together or we need not do it at all. Amen. So I don't make any apologies for expecting more. How could I expect you uh, how could I expect any less of you than the Bible expects of me? How can I expect anybody to do less than what the Bible calls us all to do, and that's to be a trumpet with the gospel of Jesus Christ? The Bible teaches us that ready or not, it's time to push. I read over in the book of John chapter 16 and verse 21 where a woman, when she is in travail, or child labor has sorrow because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of a child, 
she remembereth no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. And ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again in your heart. Shall rejoice in your joy. No man taketh from y'all. I love this passage. Indeed, it costs travail. Indeed, it costs sorrow to give birth to a move of God. Indeed, it takes uh, agony and prayer and pushing hard uh, just as a woman that has to push to give birth. Uh, so a church must push, push, push to reach their community. We cannot be lazy. We cannot be lackadaisical. We cannot be comfortable. We must push, 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 and it's going to hurt uh, and it's going to cost. But what does the Bible say as soon as that baby is born? Oh, it's time to rejoice. Uh, all of a sudden, you can shout the victory, and we all like the Instagram photos and the Facebook pictures of when the baby has shown up and everybody talks about how beautiful that little baby is even if it's ugly, amen. Uh, they'll talk about just how pretty that thing is. Uh, oh, and it's cheap talk because they don't know the story the mother went through. It might be pretty, but it cost her something to give birth, amen. Uh, and sometimes God does a work such as what he's done in your heart and in my heart. Oh, and it looks good. People hear about what God did for so-and-so. Oh, they went to that church over there and the Holy Ghost got a hold of them and they got saved and they'll rejoice that somebody got in but they don't know how much it cost for them to be here. They don't know the cost of the labor and the toil and the sweat and the tears of faithful saints of God that paid the price to keep the doors open, that paid the price that we could be here whenever they were coming searching for answers. Amen. Oh, and it hurts to serve God. It's painful to serve God but it's also very rewarding when we see the fruit of our labor. So many times we get so focused on the cost and the loss that we forget that there's a reward for the righteous. Amen. And we got to quit looking at the cost and the loss and start looking at the gain, looking at the joy. Jesus said, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. Jesus endured the cross because he saw you and he saw me uh, as rewards of the price that he had to pay to redeem our wretched soul. And if Jesus could endure the cross, we who are likely not to resist under blood, striving against sin, ought not to complain and whine and carry on when it hurts a little more than we thought it would hurt, would it be a little more inconvenient than we thought it would be, when we had to give up more than we ever thought we'd have to give up, we ought to just say and rejoice and thank God that we're counted worthy to be a number to amongst the chosen few. Amen. Thank God that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life and I'm part of an elite group. Are you hearing what I'm saying? King's kids. I'm talking about children of the Most High God, children of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I am on a higher mission than anything this world could give me so far as an assignment is concerning. I make no apologies for fanning the flames of revival and challenging the church to rise up and be counted for. Oh, it's time to push, ready or not. You say, preacher, we're not ready for that yet. That's up to the Holy Ghost, amen. Because the Holy Ghost knows the little child over there about two miles down the road sitting on Sunday morning lonely because his mom and dad didn't even wake up because they're still in a drunken stupor. And that child's having to fend for herself. That child's trying to cook something for breakfast this morning because nobody loves that child. While the church is sitting here comfortable in our heated buildings, amen. And we dwell in our sealed house 
houses and we're rejoicing in the goodness of God. There's a lost and dying world just right around us that needs somebody to walk up, knock on the door and say, hey, young, can I buy you a breakfast and take you to church today? Amen. I'm talking about it's time to get desperate for the lost. It's time to realize how desperate they are. The question is not whether or not we're ready. The question is whether or not they're ready to hear. And I submit to you, you'd be shockingly surprised at how much they would respond if you would just go. Well, I thought that's what we paid the preacher to do. That's where you thought wrong. Amen. I'm going to go just because it's in me, but I don't go because you pay me to go. I go because God told me to go. And you need to go because God told you to go because we can't all do it alone. Amen. Amen, preacher. That's good preaching right there. Even if I do say so myself. I'm talking about it's time to push whether we're ready or not. Because uh, in order to give birth, there needs first, number one, to be intimacy. You got to be in love with Jesus. Amen. <laughs> you know what it took for me and Amy to start a family? It took us falling in love with each other. You know what it's going to take for the church to have babies, to have converts? You're going to have to fall so in love with Jesus that you'll love the sinners He loves. That you'll go see the people He would go see. Amen. That you would, I'm not talking about the, the, the people that you would prefer to sit beside in church that are well established in the community and, 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 and well respected amongst society. No, I'm talking about the wretched drunks. Amen. I'm talking about the heart, whores and harlots. I'm talking about the people that the world has cast aside. They used them, abused them, and discarded them like a rag doll. And we as a church need to go and tell them that Jesus loved them because nobody else does. Jesus said, I came not for the righteous, but for sinners. I prayed the Lord to touch me and help me preach this, and I'm preaching in a way I didn't even plan to preach. So thank the Lord. He answered my prayer. Amen. It's time to push. I remember when Caleb was born. We had plans that day. Amen. We had, what was the old-fashioned weekend? Big day at the church plan. Everybody's going to come in their bibbed overalls. Someone's going to ride in horse and wagon. We're just going to make a fun day. By the way, I wouldn't be opposed to doing something like that around here, amen. It'd be a lot of fun. Just for the fun of it. And uh, folk get saved because they're curious and you're going to preach the gospel, whatever, you know. But we had a big plan that day. But Caleb decided to come early on his due date. And you know what I did? Amy woke me up and said, uh, it's time. And ready or not, I had to go. If we hadn't got there when we did, Amy would have missed her opportunity to get her epidural. And we thank God she got there in the nick of time for that. Am I right? Am I telling the story right? You, you know what happened? See, when a baby, when it's time for a baby to come, it don't ask you for, for permission. It just comes. Furthermore, when God gets ready to send revival to a church, He's not asking you for permission. When God wants to birth a new ministry or new ministries into the church, He's not sitting around waiting for people to be comfortably, conveniently uh, informed and ready and prepared for it because God knows if we, He waited on us to have all of our ducks in a row, we'd never have half of them ready for what He's got for us. So He 
does just what he does in the natural, so he does in the spiritual. When he gets ready to give birth uh, in, a, in a ministry to a move of God, uh, ready or not, the baby's coming. Now, you can cooperate with it or you can ignore it. You can say there's no room for him in the end, but God will find a little stable over there in Bethlehem or somewhere, and he'll give birth to what he wants to do with or without your cooperation. But I'm telling you what, church, uh, it's time that the church of the living God get ready and say, Lord, come what, let come what may. Uh, but may we be a birthing place for all that you have in your heart and forget our ideas and forget. But the problem is we have people that are standing ready on standby to abort the baby that God wants to give birth to. Or at minimum, cause injury. I have a dear friend in Mississippi that I pastored. I won't mention the name. But this mother had a child uh, whose birth experience was traumatic, to say the least. What they should have done was before that baby got low enough to get into the birth canal, they should have performed a C-section. But since they didn't, that baby got lodged in the birth canal. And malpractice occurred. Someone got on top of her to push down and try to push that baby out the birth canal and did so much damage that that child's got conditions today that he'll have to live with the rest of his life. And we don't know what his life expectancy is because of it. To my knowledge, that family has never had another baby either. Who would blame them? You know what I see God trying to do in His churches all across this land today is do something new. Breathe in a fresh move of God. Out with the stale bread that ain't never performed no miracle. Are you listening? That ain't never allowed God to really move like He said He could or would or wants to. And instead, what we're trying to do is we're trying to birth a baby to our liking and our timing and our method. Amen. And we, and we sometimes can damage what God's trying to birth. And it might get birthed, but it's, it's, it's his damaged goods. And it may not ever do be all that God wanted it to be because some man had to put his hands on God's process. Maniac midwives with crazy ideas that are detrimental to the health of what it is God's wanting to birth in that church. Oh, we can't have that baby. You talking about preacher, that baby going to get us labeled. That baby's going to get us spin out. That, that baby's going to, ain't no telling. We better put the brakes on that preacher before he takes us too far down that. You better be careful what you advise against the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you right now as your pastor, I give you my word. I pray about anything I preach before this congregation. And I pray about anything I propose in a business meeting or otherwise. It's not taken lightly. It's taken very seriously. And it discourages a pastor's heart in any church when they cast a vision just for wet blankets to be constantly thrown on top of it. Or worse, for midwives with butchery in their heart to try to abort something before it ever gives birth. And today I'm saying, ready or not, God's wanting to do something bigger than any of us. God's wanting to do something bigger than our former experiences and perspectives. God wants to get out of the banks here. Uh, I mean, I don't know if this church has ever seen the walls packed and people getting saved every week and uh, people going through the baptismal every week. Uh, uh, but I'm telling you, it's possible. It's not only possible, it's probable for those that will reach out and take uh, what it is that God wants us to do, but we'll never get there uh, if we have midwives that with ill intent. Are we okay? Say amen. Ready or not, it's time to push.
And I just know that the vision God's put in my heart is bigger than me. And it's bigger than anybody else. And I cannot reduce the size of my vision to fit a man-made box. Nor will I. I'm praying God burst this baby. Amen. Worldwide ministry from Thompson, Georgia, reaching the masses with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why not? Why dream small when we have such a big God? Amen. Why reach for the dirt when we can reach for the stars for Christ? But it's going to require intimacy and worship. That intimacy is being able to say, Lord, you're all I have. You're all I want. You're all I need. Lord, I am your servant. Speak to me and I will obey. Intimacy, travail. Not only does it require intimacy, but it requires that travail. Amen. In the book of Psalm chapter 66 and verse number 11, he said, Thou broughtest us into the net. Thou laidst affliction upon our loins. Oh, I seek no pity parties. But some of you would be in shock if you knew what it actually cost me and my family to move to Thompson, Georgia. You would be in total shock. That's why I'm not going to tell you. But see, I'm not relying on you. I'm relying on my Lord. And you know what? I've got a good promise from the Lord that He's going to take good care of me. And I got a good promise from my Lord that what he, that good work He's begun in me, He's going to finish. Amen. He's going to finish it. Whether I have a midwife to help or not, He's going to finish it. Amen. Whether I have participation or not, He's going to finish it. Whether I have help and support or whether I'm shunned and shamed and disqualified and discredited by men, God's going to do what God's going to do. And all I'm asking is for people to follow the voice of God. Amen. Follow the voice. Don't follow my voice. If my voice is contradictory to that book, then you'll know not to follow it. Amen. All I ask is that we line it up with the book. Is that too much to ask? For some it is. I know it's quiet. That's all right. Ready or not, it's time to push. requires intimacy and requires travail. The other day I was thinking about some of those costs. Brother Bunny, last Saturday morning I woke up in a depression that I'd never faced before. Weeping before the presence of God. Over losses. Perceived losses. Till the Holy Ghost corrected me and reminded me what Paul said, those things I count, thought were gain, I count as loss for Christ, that I may win Christ, that I may win. Because funny thing about giving birth, it ain't never pretty. It ain't never kosher. It ain't never easy. It's always a little dirty, a little nasty. Amen. It's not pretty. Amen. I don't understand these families that come in with the cameras rolling during the whole process. It ain't pretty. Amen. But when God does something through His servants and it gets a little nasty and ugly and you can't quite figure it out and it don't, it don't, it don't match your checklist of uh, perfection. Amen. You can't, you can't abort the baby because the process was ugly. I can guarantee you right now I ain't nothing like anybody expected. I don't know if anybody can know what to expect of me. I don't even know what to expect of myself. But as I was sitting there, Brother Art, praying, 
Oh, I got to thinking about the souls that's been saved since we come. I got to th- I got to thinking about the testimonies of people said, you know, God's really warmed up my heart since you've come and preached. And I got to I got to thinking, and I'm not bragging. I'm bragging on the Lord this morning. But God had to help me see the joy of the babies that were born, so that I could forget the pain that it cost to see that happen. And my challenge for the church is: be willing to suffer loss for Christ. You've been listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle. We're so glad you joined us today for this study in God's Word. Be sure to subscribe to True North on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss a new edition. This broadcast is part of Gary Cottle Ministries, and you can learn more about it and Pastor Gary by visiting our website, garycottle.com. That's Gary, C-A-U-D-I-L-L.com. We'd like to invite you to partner with us in sharing the good news of Jesus through this ministry. Would you join Pastor Gary in praying for those listening? Pray for ears to be open and hearts to be receptive to the truth and love found only in God. Please keep Pastor Gary in your prayers as well as he continues to seek God's direction in this ministry. Another way you can be a part of what we're doing is through financial gifts. All amounts are appreciated and useful. Please, prayerfully consider your involvement in this way. And if you feel led to give, you can mail a check to Gary Connell Ministries, 1112 Old Washington Road, Thompson, Georgia, 30824. That's 1112 Old Washington Road, Thompson, Georgia, 30824. Thank you for partnering with us, and thank you for listening today to True North.